0: It is time to dig deep with Stacy and Stacy, a podcast for anyone hungry for God and willing to tackle today's relevant issues with authentic conversations inspired by Holy Scripture, prayer and devotion to the sacraments. Hosted by two Texas gals who went to the same country Baptist church as little girls, had crazy lives and found each other again decades later as Catholic convert wives and moms. Get ready y'all, they're fixing to get real.
1: I'm Stacey Farquharson and I'm Stacey Trisenkos. Welcome back to season two of Stacy and Stacy. We're so glad to be back and back with you and doing this again. And we've had a, a, a little break so that we can enjoy the summer with our family. And, uh, we really, I didn't, Stacey, I didn't go anywhere. Did, did you do anything this summer exciting? Yeah, we um, had a very busy summer. I
0: took, started out taking the kids to Galveston and then um, spent a lot of time getting ready for the the East Texas Pro-Life Teen Leadership Camp, which you were there to help with.
1: Oh, yeah, I was there. You did such a fantastic job on that. You had such a great turnout. And, you know, the kids were just so hungry. They were little sponges. And it was, it was an honor to be there with you guys. We had fun. I'm so glad,
0: though, that we've um, moved on. I'm glad that we got it done. Like, I didn't know Mm -hmm. if we were going to be able to do it. (laughs) It came, thanks be to God, the whole Mm -hmm. thing came off. 80 teens were there, and I know they felt the Holy Spirit and learned Mm -hmm. a lot of things about the human person. So Mm -hmm. um, that was one reason we put the podcast on hold. We also wanted to take a, a look at what we're doing and just see what, like, what does season two
1: need to look like? This season, we're doing things a little differently. Yes, yes. So yes. we're going to have um, more segments, I guess, kind of d- divided up a little bit. So we'll have a uh, a topic discussion, top headlines, relevant topics that are happening in the world. And then we're actually going to have um, where we discuss daily readings. And yes. we'll just kind of talk about what jumps out at us when we read the daily reading. It's because Stacy loves scripture, <laughs> and I, hey, we,
0: we also started like both of us, fifty year olds, fifty something year old women, grandmas, started 54. with education. So, t- so say a little
1: bit about what you're doing, Stacy, with your program. I love that you're doing that. Yeah, well, I am doing a. I started a four year biblical studies program at the University of Dallas, and That's you so know, great. I love scripture. I mean, if you ask me what I'm passionate about, you know, Jesus, love scripture. Family, yeah. Scripture, yes, scripture. and yes. So you have the scripture for everything. Like the way you remember scripture, I'm blown away. Like it's like you got them in your back pocket. Woof, there's scripture that. Well, I'm I'm excited. You know, being a convert, I am excited to see and to study scripture through this new lens, and yes. and just uh, study it through the um, Catholic lens. And and you know, it, there's some differences there, and I'm learning so much, and I love it. I'm so excited. There's a big Catholic word for that. It's called exegesis. Oh my goodness. I know I had to look
0: it up when I converted. I'm like, what are they talking about? They keep saying exegetes. I'm like, I don't <laughs> know what that means. It's scripture scholar. And and that is, and Stacey started scripture studies. And I, through a turn of events that I didn't even see coming, just because I, it's something I wanted to do and I got the opportunity. So I ran, went running through that door. I started a systematic philosophy master's degree program this um, fall as well. So we're both mm-hmm. students again. Stacy's going to be you're, I mean, you're committed to a long-term program at, at University mm-hmm. of Dallas. That's amazing because that's an excellent school and a four-year program diving into scripture. So yeah, y'all I'm- will get to avail yourselves of our scholarly pursuits here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm just starting. I'm just starting. It's going to get good here before long, but I'm just starting.
0: In the, in the- and <laughs> so we're in the, what we're going to do this season too, is that we're going to have more episodes. So we, we really mm-hmm. needed to do like y'all got to understand starting a podcast, anybody that's done it, it's a little daunting. Yeah. And we wanted to tell you about who we are in the first season. We, we mm-hmm. spent a lot of time talking about ourselves, our lives, who we are because we felt like we needed to do that, but we're not going to always just talk about ourselves. Like we intended to get to know you in the first season Um, And that was hard because it's it's really hard. It's not so hard to talk about other events and other people, but it's hard to talk about yourself. We were constantly like, well, are we oversharing? We don't want to (laughs) overshare. Right. right. That is behind us now.
1: (laughs) I know, I know it, it was, I mean, I would kind of second guess some of the things that I said, because I didn't want to uncover. I didn't want to say something that maybe one of my kids didn't want me to say. Right. That's, a real, that's a real thing.
0: I mean, we were yeah. constantly checking with them. Um, but the great thing is like a lot of our relatives were listening. And I think that was a blessing because yeah. um, I didn't expect it. A lot of people, we kept, we still keep hearing from people who are listening in and we appreciate yeah. that.
1: And we had a lot of support. We had a lot yeah. of support family and mm-hmm. friends that were very supportive.
0: Yeah. So we're gonna turn more now to um commenting on things that are happening. Stacy being the scripture, the the exegetes that she is. <laughs> Stacy is gonna oh, You're make it up our own. Okay, so. well, but now we're going uh she she is going to to, to do her thing um each episode and talk more about scripture and and I'm going to do my thing we're going I'm going to I like to keep up with current events mm-hmm. and think about how to apply um dogmatic theology science and also now philo- philosophy to what's going on to just try to figure out what's going on in our world and how what we can do as women to make it better okay. um so that so we're going to focus on that more um getting into this season too. So Stacey, yeah.
1: take it away. Scripts yeah. Out. So, well, today I wanted to start out by reminding you of a quote that you've probably heard before. Um Actually, St. Ambrose Ambrose, and St. Augustine have both been credited with this quote, but it's, it's something that really speaks to me. They said, let them remember that prayer should accompany the reading of sacred scripture so that God and man may talk together. For when we, when we pray, we speak to God, but when we read the Holy scriptures, he speaks to us. So that's why we want to do a a daily gospel reading, because we want to hear from God. We want to speak to God and we want to hear from God. So let's just say a quick little prayer and we'll get started in the name of the father and the son and the Holy Spirit Spirit. Amen. Lord, we just ask that just as you open the eyes of your disciples in the Bible That you would open the eyes of our understanding that we might comprehend the scriptures Give us fresh eyes to see and ears to hear what you would say to us Amen in the name of the father and the son and the Holy Spirit Amen. Amen Okay, so the gospel reading for today is in luke and we're going to read this, discuss a few things, but I just encourage you, and I'll do this every time, I'll encourage you to go back and read it for yourselves, spend a few moments praying and reading the scriptures so that you can talk to God and He can talk to you. <laughs> okay, so this is a reading in the book of Luke chapter 7, 1 verses 1 through 10. When Jesus had finished all His words to the people, He entered Capernaum. A centurion there had a slave who was ill and about to die, and he was valuable to him. Now, when he heard about Jesus, he sent elders of the Jews to him, asking him to come and save the life of his slave. And they approached approached Jesus and strongly urged him to come, saying, He deserves to have you do this for him, for he loves our nation, and he built the synagogue for us. And Jesus went with them, but when he was only a short distance from the house, the centurion sent friends to tell him, Lord, do not trouble yourself, for I'm not worthy to have you enter under my roof. Therefore, I did not consider myself worthy to come to you, but say the word and let my servant be healed. For I too am a person subject to authority with soldiers subject to me. And I say to one, go, and he goes, and to another, come here, and he comes. And to my slave, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard this, he was amazed at him and turning, said to the crowd following him, I tell you, not even in Israel have I found such faith. And then when the messengers returned to the house, they found the slave in good health. Okay, now for unpacking. Unpacking. Unpacking the scriptures. (laughs) We can go in so many different ways. I mean, discussing scripture is kind of an eye beholder because you're going to discuss what it means to you. And that's why I'm encouraging you to go back and read it for yourself so that you and God can discuss it because I always say that scripture is and this is a Stacy made up word, but it's multi-revelational. It, it means <laughs> that what when what I mean by that is God can take one scripture and he can talk to me about my children. He can talk to Stacy about Healing. He can talk to someone else about Mm -hmm. their kids, someone else about their family. Just he will meet you where you are. Mm -hmm. God knows exactly what you're dealing with on any given day, at any given moment, and he can meet us right there in the middle of it. And he can take one scripture and talk to us about what's going on in our lives. So, Mm -hmm. having said that, there are a few things that jumped out at me when I read the gospel for today. One thing was this is really a story of intercession. They're yeah. interceding for someone. The Jews went to Jesus and said, Please heal this man. He's been great to us. You know, he, the centurion's a good person. Please heal this person. And then the centurion said, You know, my servant, I care for him. I see value in him. I like him. <laughs> He's a good guy. <laughs> Please heal him. So yeah. when Jesus, the, the scriptures that really, if I narrow it down to what really speaks to me, it's verses six and seven. Jesus went with them. But when he was not far from the house, the centurion sent friends to say to him, Lord, do not trouble yourself for I am not worthy to come to you for you to come under my roof. Therefore, I I did not presume to come to you, but only speak the word and my servant will be healed. I know you've all heard that. I know that like it's it's something we say every time we go to mass. As a matter of fact, when Pat first took me (laughs) to church, it's very humbling. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. And that's why I love it, because when Pat first took me to church, He gave me a little book so that I could read along and follow along what was being said. I mean, I was so new. I knew nothing about the mass or the order or anything that was being said. And when we left, we started talking about what I liked, all the questions that I had. And I had so many questions. But we talked about what my favorite part was. And I immediately said this scripture, Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word and my soul shall be healed. Now, this, of course, was before I understood what the Eucharist, the the, the impact and, and the value and, and what that was all about. But this was my favorite part because everyone in the church knelt down mm-hmm. humbly and said out loud in unison, I am unworthy. Mm-hmm. I'm not worthy. I just felt like that was beautiful and it impacted me and it still impacts me today. Every time, every single time. Only. Mm-hmm say the word that jumped out at me because it reminds me of another scripture actually in Luke 5 a couple of chapters before this where Peter and them were fishing all night and Peter was a professional fisherman and he knew what he was doing he knew where to fish when to fish how to fish how deep to fish but that particular night no matter what he did the fish were not biting i mean they they were gone so he did what most of us would do he called it a night he said i'm done no more Pulled his nets in, heavy nets, cleaned them, washed them off, rolled them up, put them away. And then Jesus comes up. And after Jesus taught for a little bit, little bit, he told Peter, he said, hey, why don't you take your boat back out? Unroll those heavy nets. Take your boat back out. Recast your nets. And I can just hear Peter. I'm a professional fisherman. <laughs> I know what I'm doing. We've been Thanks, Jesus. I know my- what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm, I've am i been out there all night long. I'm the one that knows what I'm doing. And I'm telling you, those fish are on vacation. They're not out there. <laughs> but then he says something that just leapt off the pages, just jumped off and has stuck with me. Nonetheless, Lord, at your command. Okay, but if you say the word, I'll cast my net. Even though I think I know what I'm doing, I'm going to submit to you because Lord, if you say the word, I'll cast my net. And I guess the reason that this really spoke to me so loudly is because I had found myself in a parallel situation mm-hmm. to Peter where I had felt like I had done everything I could do. Mm-hmm. I had stood, I had fasted, I had prayed, I had done every marching order I felt like the Lord gave me and nothing was happening. Nothing was changing. It was to no avail. And I was like, I'm done. I'm packing up, rolling up my nets, and I'm out of here. But when I read this passage in the Bible, it was like, okay, nonetheless, Lord, if you tell me to stay, I'm going to stay. If you tell me to keep fighting, I'm going to keep fighting. I think I know what's going on, but I'm going to humble myself. I'm going to submit to you, and I'm going to keep fighting. So every time I kneel in mass, I think about that. Mm -hmm. I think. Nonetheless, Lord, at your word, whatever Mm -hmm. you tell me to do, I'm not worthy, Lord. But if you just say the word, if you just say the word, my soul will be healed. If you just say the word, you tell me what to do. I follow you. I choose you this day whom I will serve. Mm -hmm. I trust you, Lord. So again, I just encourage you to go back and to read the scriptures to see what the Lord would say to you.
0: I love how you say that because my big problem sometimes is like, I'm here, Lord, I'm listening. You can talk now. And mm-hmm. and I don't hear, but that's that's also because I don't I don't listen to Christ the way um Christ wants to be listened to. I, I really don't shut my mind down long enough to hear anything. I don't sit and look at the scripture and read the scripture. And wait to hear the voice
1: of God. I'm like, okay, I read it. Close the Bible. Let's move on. Next. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah. and you know, so many people do that. And, and I don't I don't mean this to be uh, ugly. I've done it so many times, it's like, check that box off. I've I've mm-hmm. done I've read the daily readings, I've I'm done, you know. Mm-hmm. And you know, there is that that quiet quieting yourself. Is that a word? Quieting? Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. But just being quiet before the Lord and shut your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> Shutting your soul's mouth. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I mean, how will we know what he is speaking to us? How will we know we what to obey or how mm-hmm. to submit or where to cast our net? You know, we want to know these things so that we and the ones we love and the ones that we're praying for might be healed. And mm-hmm. I mean, again, St. Ambrose and St. Augustine had the answer to that question. He yeah. speaks to us when we read Holy Scriptures. And so, so I just want to say w- one more thing. I just want to say that, you know, if it is hard to read the Scripture, if, it, if you find it difficult to read the Scripture each day or, or just maybe you haven't gotten into the rhythm of it, maybe you want mm-hmm. desperately to do it and you want to hear God, but you just haven't gotten into the rhythm of it. You know, I just invite you to start each day with us. So let us unpack mm-hmm. the daily readings together. That's one reason I'm glad we're doing the podcast again and that we're going to be doing it
0: 5 days a week. That's our goal, 5 days a week. Um I get to I get to talk to you every morning. <laughs> <laughs> cuz I cuz I am like that. Like it's just my personality. I've I've learned, I've taken the strength finder thing and whatever. I I am one of those people that will ask a question and then keep talking. I don't even let the other person answer cuz I, I I'm I'm not really in the mood to listen and I, I have worked on i hate saying it out loud like i'm oh that's so ugly but i have worked very hard to to calm down and to listen and to try to hear the voice of god because sometimes god's like um he it seems like he's not talking because i'm not letting him um I, I'm, I'm praying, but that's I'm praying because I think I have it all figured
1: out. <laughs> I'm telling God what we're going to do. <laughs> yeah, you know that that is so. I, I can't tell you how many does work? <laughs> well, you know when when we want a certain answer, like we want to hear Him say a certain thing, and so I, I have done that so many times where I know the answer that I want, right? Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> I would pray to God to show me in a way that I can't reason myself out of
0: mm-hmm.
1: let me know that I know that I know and I'm telling you sometimes he's talked to me and I know that I know that I know that it's him and it wasn't what I wanted to hear yeah <laughs> you're, so you're like oh that wasn't the Holy Spirit <laughs> I don't think that was God <laughs> but no. No. <laughs> well,
0: thank you Stacy. I'm looking forward to doing that to, to talking with you about the scripture every morning because um I am one of those people who reads it moves on. So we also want to talk about current events, too, because it's a lived life of faith. And I'm not real big into listening to news 24 seven, but I do like to pay attention to what's going on. Obviously, one huge, enormous thing that happened this summer was the overturning of Roe v. Wade. I don't think anybody, it happened right before we had the pro-life teen leadership camp. And that was amazing because um, we, we titled it for a time such as this. Mm. And we were helping the kids to realize their moment in time, you know, like um. kids, the Roe v. Wade just got overturned. Well, so bear with me. I have it. It's a, it's the chemist in me, but I think like this, and I think it makes sense though. So I'll teach you a little bit of chemistry here, but Roe v. Wade happened. In chemistry, when we have chemical reactions going on, like think of your body, like if you're at homeostasis, you're you're at equilibrium. Everything's functioning the way it should. If there's a stress to the system, so whether it's a chemical reaction that's at equilibrium with the forward and the reverse rates, or it's your body, if there's a stress to the system, there's turmoil and chaos for a while as your system, your body or the chemical system establishes a new equilibrium under the new stress. So the stress is something that caused a change. There's turmoil. A new equi- equilibrium is reached. Like if, if if you're dieting or you're exercising, that exercise is a stress to the system and it takes a few days for the muscles to respond and the soreness to go away. But you establish a new equilibrium. And I I think of our country like that right now. There, there was this this way things are like all my life, abortion's legal. Now it's overturned. Abortion's not just a given legal everywhere. And now there's going to be a period of turmoil as states figure out their new equilibrium. Well, one, does that make sense? Yeah. it's, It's simply figuring out the new normal. Yeah, the new normal. That's a chemist way of saying it. <laughs> After <laughs> Le Chatelier's principle, we had to establish a new homeostasis. So anyway, big words in chemistry. But women now, I, I have heard from women saying this. And there was a, we'll post the article. Um, there was an article in the Time, Time Magazine um, online back in July. But it was saying that women are worried now about the Lack of abortion availability. And they heard, like, there was after the Dobbs um, decision was announced. Hold on, I'm reading now. uh, Justice Clarence Thomas had a concurring opinion that suggested that the court should also reconsider Griswold versus Connecticut, the 1965 ruling protecting the right to contraception. So that sort of added further um, stress to an already chaotic Mm -hmm. country. And Women are responding. So I, I want to say something about an evangelization opportunity here. Um, listening to God, like Stacy was saying, and figuring out what we need to do. There, the Time magazine article is about women are freaking out because not only do they not have access to abortion like they were used to, they also might not have access to contraception. Mm-hmm. And so what happened in the article is talking about Sixty-five percent, like as it was the homeostasis before, sixty-five percent of women ages eighteen to forty-four use contraception. Okay, so that Mm. that's a point all in and of itself. Yeah, most women use contraception as a catholic woman who went to even catholic doctors constantly having contraception shoved down my throat because i had four babies in five years they're like lady you need to be on contraception (laughs) i'm like doctor i'm catholic and so are you and we're not supposed to do that and i had to explain it to him but it's the norm it's Mm -hmm. the norm it's countercultural to say i'm not using contraception but women now who the 65 percent that are using it even more of them, so Planned Parenthood said they had a 2,000% increase in traffic um, to their page on sterilization oh the day God. of the Dobbs decision and a 400% increase on that day um, on July 14th um, after that that opinion from Justice Clarence Thomas came out. So women, the Times story is that women are... More women are considering contraception and the women already using contraception are considering more intense forms of contraception. The, the IUD that's, that's in there for 10 years, um, sterilization. Um, so women who are like pursuing their careers don't want to have kids. They're, they're hunker, they're hankering down, <laughs> hunkering down. Hunkering on, down. <laughs> they don't want to have the babies cause, and they're now they're worried because if they do get pregnant, they're not going to be able to abort their babies, mm-hmm. and I think we have a chance to evangelize here to say, "Hey, ladies, this is what the church teaches
1: you about contraception." What do you think about that, Stacy? Well, I know that you know I came into the church later on in life, so uh, natural family planning (NFP) was not a part of my my life. Um, it d- this does kind of make. I mean, obviously, many women used. Uh, abortion as birth control. Yeah, that's proof that they did. That's proof that they did. I mean, Mm -hmm. I personally know someone who had repeated abortions and it became her norm. It became the normal thing for her to do and make a phone call, schedule it. I mean, we talked last season. Um, My daughter knew someone that you know suggested scheduling an appointment and she made the comment that it was just as casual as going to make up an appointment to get your nails done. It was just, I never forgot that. Yeah, it was just so normal, and and so yeah. I mean, I, I think it's it's disturbing, and I I'm just amazed at two thousand oh my gosh, the increase. It's like the fear, they're being motivated by fear. And, Uh you know, I think that this will, like you were saying, we're trying to find our, you know, the world's trying to find its new normal now. This is a huge thing. Roe versus Wade being overturned is a huge thing. Mm -hmm. And I think that it will calm down. I think there was um, a fear, just a reaction, you know, people were being reactive, but I do think that's going to back up a little. I do, too. And I I think that's why I think like I know a lot of pro-life
0: people are revisiting all the abortion arguments because now it's time to really pull them back out and teach people because in in their in the in the stress that's been applied, they're listening. Mm -hmm. And and I just want to say real quick. So we're going to wrap up um, in about four or five minutes. But just real quick, what does the church and we'll we'll talk more about this. Um, I wrote about it in the 20 Answers booklet I wrote for Catholic Answers. But it always struck me as a convert too, like you, Stacy. the church's teaching on contraception isn't just like, oh, you can't use it. It's unlawful. It's it's um, unethical. You can't use it. The why of it is actually so, so beautiful. But you have to wipe all the cobwebs of a contraceptive culture away from your head. You have to forget everything. Being a convert is hard in some of these respects. Mm-hmm. You have to forget everything you thought you knew. You have to intentionally... Shove it all out of your head and start over. And when you start over, logically, the church's teaching on contraception comes from the revealed truth that God is love. Mm -hmm. Mm. God is love. And you, you have to get your head around God loves you. God loves you so much that in his plan, you deserved to be conceived in the womb of a woman who was beloved by her husband, the man. And then at that moment when you were conceived, God knew, God would know the way it's supposed to be. When those parents heard about your existence, they would be overjoyed with love Mm -hmm. that two became one. And see, that's just heartbreaking because how many of us actually can say that's how we came into existence? Right?
1: Um, Mm -hmm.
0: There's so much, you know, the mom's working and she's now she's freaking out or parents aren't even married or, you know, there's trauma and tragedy involved in the conception. Mm -hmm. So And we're, you know, like we're dealing with in in our own family. And so it's not that ideal, but understanding what the ideal is really helps. And contraception is because if you say, okay, well, you don't need love. You don't need to love yourself. You don't need to know that God loves you. You don't need to expect a man to love you, woman, as beloved. And you don't need to conceive that child in perfect union and love to becoming one. You don't need all of that. Just make babies because you want to have sex whenever you want to have sex. So take a pill, shove an IUD up yourself, um, get yourself sterilized, whatever, do whatever, just so you can have sex. Like it, when you start with love, then you understand why it's so freaking backwards.
1: Right, right, right. Because without that, without the the heart behind it, God's heart behind it, Mm -hmm. his love for us, it's just self-serving. It's just yeah. so fleshy. It's just in the moment. It's just, you know, um, it's almost like a self-medicating, you know, you just yeah. do what feels good. Nike always just do it, you know. And, yeah. and now I'm I'm sure that people are stocking up on that, the plan B.
0: They um, are. Mm-hmm. Yes,
1: I'm sure that. And, you know, at the end of the day for Planned Parenthood, it is a business.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, I mean, you know, they they push their scenario. They push, mm-hmm. they push their narrative and that narrative right now is so loud to the next generation. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, to our our kids and the, the the kids that are, you know, their kids. I mean, it's mm-hmm. this narrative that's being pushed out there is so loud. And they like I said, it's fear that motivates them and their choices.
0: Yeah. And you know what, Stacey, to tie that back to what you were saying in the scripture reading today, people who use contraception, they're doing it for the same reason we're saying we don't always listen to God. We don't, you know, you're not going to hear very many 50 year old women say that the cure for contraception is to open your Bible and read it and sit there long enough to listen to God speak back to you. But that's exactly what we're saying. Like if you spend time listening to God, you'll find that love and that clarity about the problem you're actually trying to solve because for a woman using contraception, the problem to solve is not, oh, I can't have babies because I need my career. I I learned this. I, I left my career. The problem to solve is to realize there is nothing more important in your life than love. Nothing more important that, that if you're going to be with a man, there needs to be love, commitment, marriage, beauty, all the two becoming one. If you're going to raise children, they need to be raised in a home. And so all we all fall short of that in some way. But um I, I just I hope more I hope this will be a chance for us Catholics to teach more women about what the church says here. Um, because they're they're kind of freaking out, and what what they need to hear is not oh find a more intense form of of device or drug to put in your body. Mm-hmm. No, get in touch with
1: God who is love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. crazy, right? <laughs> no, I mean you know we I think we coming in the next few episodes. I think we're gonna have a lot more to say about how God is the way, the truth, and the life, and mm-hmm. it's not submission is scary i know that it is but there's Mm -hmm. so much security and safety you know when we submit to god and his way of doing things Mm -hmm. we are protected he protects us so Mm -hmm. if that is beautiful and wonderful also everything you know he does is it is with our best interest at heart yeah always we just have to give him a chance yeah all right well i'm stacy trusankos and I'm Stacy Farquharson. Until next time. If you are interested in bringing Stacy and Stacy to your parish or study group for a retreat or a talk, they would love to come liven things up and keep it real. Please see stacyandstacy.site for more information.